Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Things about Lane Johnson. Um, and when you want a second opinion, well, what does that mean, guys? That means you didn't like the first opinion. Mm. So that pretty much, even though I, I can't tell you officially yet, it'll probably be tomorrow, but it's not going to be good. Um, what does that so mean? He, can, can you tell us as much as you, is he out for the year or just a month, or what do you think? Uh, well, he's going to be out for a, a while. Uh, don't know if it's season ending, and he's getting, that's why he's getting second opinion, uh, and it's going to be with um, Dr. Robert Anderson, who's the uh, sort of the go-to guy when it comes to foot and ankle injuries in the NFL, uh, and he's one of the Packers team physicians. So that's who he's going to. That's never a good sign, uh, and and the second opinion part of it is never a good sign. So, um, but you know. Miracles do happen. I, I just wouldn't count on that. And and I think when you look at the end of the Pittsburgh game and think about it, you know, it's Jason Kelsey and four other guys, 80% of this projected offensive line, which was going to be the strength of this team offensively, is gone. And, yeah, that's tough to deal with. It, it really is. And that's not an excuse. I mean, that's no, reality. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know any team in this league that could survive losing 80% of their starters on the offensive line. And right there, I mean, that if you want to start with what's wrong, you know, the sexy part of it is to criticize Carson Wentz. We talked about Nate Gary. Um, fans can't stand him for whatever reason. Um, hey, man, when you lose – that that kind of talent on the offensive line, and, and remember, they didn't have a bad offensive line. They had a top five offensive line, yep. and you're losing an all pro in Brandon Brooks. You're losing uh, a former first round pick in Andre Dillard. You're losing a, a future Hall of Famer in Jason Peters, and now you're going to probably be without another all pro level player in Lane Johnson, and oh by the way, Isaac Samalo as well. So it's not even 80%. You can add a tick on because you have Jason Peters as well, who was plan B yep. uh, after the injury started to, to pile up. So, I mean, that's just devastating. It is. And it's very difficult to overcome all of that at one specific position or area, I should say, uh, on your team, on the football team. Miles Sanders. And I want to get into Carson Wentz and Travis Fogham in a second. Um, but Miles Sanders only had 11 carries. And I'm not one of these people, John. But for the people out there that are, 
Uh, I've heard a lot of fans say he did not get the ball enough, uh, despite the Eagles losing and having to throw and the offensive line issues. So what can you um, speak to regarding that statement? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was an issue, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. I, I mean, it, Miles had, uh, I think, 80 yards on 11 carries. Yep, um, two touchdowns. Uh, and 74 yards was on one play. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you do the math, that's six yards on 10 carries. So it wasn't tremendously successful. Um, and then you're, you're behind 31-14 in the game, and at that point, you know, the running game's off the table. It just is. You're trying to catch up. And to the Eagles' credit, by the way, they did, and they had an opportunity to take the lead with the Jake Elliott 57-yard field goal. I mean, that goes in, and that just missed. I mean, just missed. Yeah. Why right? Uh, they're winning that game 32-31. So when, when the running game went away, and it wasn't effective, and I know people, you know, people are going to look at the splash play, and yeah, that was great. It, it, it shows you the explosiveness of Miles Sanders, but the consistency wasn't there, and a lot of that had to do with that offensive line. They're just not a, a good run-blocking offensive line at this stage. Uh, so a lot of it had to do with that. It wasn't effective. Um Again, they're getting nothing from the backup running backs. Uh, Corey Clement, another poor game. Whiffing on blitz pickup. Austin Scott not doing anything. And, and just from the mayor, I mean, you got to be realistic about this. You can talk about run, run, run. You're down 31-14 in the NFL. You're not going to run the football. You're going to try to throw it and get back in the game. And the Eagles got back in the game. And by the way, you saw a new star in Travis Fulgham. <laughs> yeah. It worked. Yeah, yeah, John. This is Luke Perganda. I think you're right about the the Miles Sanders. Like he just, we weren't running the ball well. Um, so to keep giving him the rock when you're down that many points, I I think you're right. You know, he he busted one, but uh, overall the running game was not working yesterday. What are your thoughts on Zach Ertz? Like, is this is there any uh, possibility that Howie could be trying to not be? involving Ertz so he's not as expensive this offseason like one catch for six yards against a, a Steelers defense that you know is is not excellent against the pass like uh, Fulgham had a nice day like where was where was Ertz yeah it, it's interesting I mean typically since Doug has been here I will say how he is not going to get involved with game planning or anything of that nature so it, it's not I wouldn't say it's any conspiracy. He wasn't uh, typically, uh, you know, Doug always says, and this was back when Alshon was healthy, his game planning started with 86 and 17, he would always say, which is Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, So when Zach Ertz is there, uh, typically he's number one or number two uh, as far as getting the football to. Uh, He had... kind of tweaked the game plan a little bit because they saw something um, with Pittsburgh and, and, and Fulgham was going to be a big part of it. And I got to tell you, it, it surprised me. It surprised, I think, everybody. It certainly surprised the Steelers. I mean, because the history of this organization 
in, in the Doug Peterson era. I mean, they don't let young receivers do much. Uh, even when they got Golden Tate, they didn't let him do, do much. And they would always talk about, well, he's got to learn the offense and he's going to learn different positions as a veteran player. And forget about the production. I mean, the production was unbelievable. But they were lining Travis up all over the field. They had him as a wingback. You know, he he was playing X, he was playing Z, he was in the slot. It was just weird. And it worked. Um, So, I I mean, part of it was desperation. But there is something going on with Zach Hurts, but I think it's more from Zach's side of the fence. Uh, He's upset because he's... He didn't get an extension. Um, he didn't get a tweak, even a tweak of his contract. And it's clearly weighing on him. Uh, and he's not playing like himself. And you see the one Carson Wentz interception that everybody just jumped all over Carson. That was Zach's fault. Yes, I was. mean, he got bumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got bumped by Vince Williams, and he just gave up on the route. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I haven't seen him do that since he's been here. So, I, I mean, uh, they weren't effective getting him the football. He wasn't part of the game plan, at least a bigger part of the game plan as it typically is. Uh, but I think that was opponent-driven for whatever reason. As I said, the Eagles saw something, uh, and it proved to be right. Uh, however, uh, he's just not playing well. And i got to tell you, that's something I didn't think I'd be saying Uh at this stage, even with the contract issues. I thought Zach was the type of guy who would just, you know, focus in and, and, and just move forward and, and perhaps, you know, understanding he might have to say goodbye after the season. But I, I, I didn't see this coming. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, selfishly for Zach, like if you want to get the max deal you can get, like you got to start pumping your stats up. I realize that you're upset with Howie and upset with the organization for not giving you an extended contract. I get it. You've won a Super Bowl. You, you arguably deserve that, that money. Uh, the counterpoint to that would be you don't get to get free agent money if you're not a free agent. So you don't get to compare yourself to other guys who tested the free agent market because you're not doing that. Like You are still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, so you don't get to require – you don't get to be compensated like a free agent if you're not a free agent yet. Um, but, you know, selfishly, like, I, I think Zach should probably start playing harder because he wants to get paid this offseason. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a playing harder type thing. I, I think it's, you know, Zach's always going to play harder. I think he's just carrying it. Uh, I think it's, you know, clouding his mind a little bit. Uh, and, it, and it's kind of affected his focus. Uh, that's a guy, you know, I, I think and Dak Prescott's a perfect example of this. I never criticize players for using what leverage they have. And typically, you know, when the guaranteed money uh, in your contract is up and you're still a star-level player, typically, and you see this all the time, and how he's done it in the past, most recently with Jason Kelsey, um, you tweak the deal, and, and sometimes it's just guaranteeing um, the rest of the money on the original contract um, or something of that nature. I, 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 you know, 
My best guess, and it, it's a little bit more than a guess, but uh, when you garner and you talk to people around the league, uh, Zach played in that playoff game against the Seahawks with a lacerated kidney and a broken rib. Uh, and uh, I think he feels like that's what he gave this organization, and the organization has not appreciated it. Yeah. Um, and that's from his camp, that's the thought, and that's the problem, and, and that's where this all stems from. And, uh, again, a player who has performed, remember, he's going to be the all-time leading receiver in Philadelphia Eagles history at some point this season. I, I mean, he's going to pass Harold Carmichael. Um, and it's a different era. It's easier to do, but it still shows you how impactful uh, he's been to this organization. And what he gave this organization when they needed it, and nobody, and i got to tell you, nobody. I talked to two doctors leading up to that game said, no way he should play that game. Absolutely no way. Nobody thought he'd play. He got out there and he played. And I don't blame him for being upset. i got to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation, and I I understand both sides of you know the line of thinking there regarding the Ertz situation, and hopefully um, it gets worked out, and hopefully Ertz can continue to be the guy that we know he's capable of being on the field because he's always that guy off it. That's for sure. Uh, NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. So staying on the offense before I ask you one or two about the defense, John. Let's talk about Travis Fulgham, right? I mean, 10 catches, 13 targets, 152 yards, bailed the offense out. And I don't want to say bailed Carson out because that's implying that he wasn't doing anything, but Carson had a solid day. Talk about Fogum and, and what he was able to do, and can he be a legitimate piece in this offense moving forward? Well, he was great yesterday. I mean, legitimately great. And, I, I, you know, he was arguably the best receiver in the entire NFL. I know pro football focus hasn't played enough, but he would be the number one ranked receiver in the entire NFL uh, by their grading scale, uh, which is essentially two games. So it's obviously a very small sample size, uh, but he's playing with tremendous confidence. He's doing things you haven't seen from an Eagles receiver really in a long time, probably since, Alshon was um, early in his career here and healthier. Uh, he's going up. He's high point in the football. Um, he's, again, playing with confidence. He's going over the middle of the field. He's, uh, he is making things easier for Carson Wentz. You know, if John Hightower did his job, we'd be talking like Carson Wentz has turned the corner because mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple deep throws. Uh, that the Eagles would have had uh, to John Hightower. One, he Nelson Aguilar'd it, and I should say <laughs> Eagles Nelson, Eagles Nelson Aguilar, not Raiders Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Nelson has gotten out of Philadelphia. But even the other one, which people blamed on, on Carson, again, similar with Zach, you know, John didn't run through that football. I, I, I thought that was a good throw, and it's, it's, it, if he would have tracked it earlier, tracked it better, that would have been a completion. Um, 
and, and those would have been two huge plays uh, that would have really made Carson's stats look better. So I, I thought it was the best game of the year for Wentz, and, and a lot of that had to do with Fulgham. Yeah. <laughs> they, we, you know, he got here on August 20th, and now you're saying this is the week, okay? You know, now Alshon's over the illness. He's supposed to be back in practice. And I don't want to take Travis Fulgham off the field until he stops playing well. And maybe he does. He probably does. But, man, I, he, you gotta, you got to leave him on the field. You can't just say, okay, we don't believe in you, and we're going to go back to the veteran coming off Liz Frank surgery. i I got I to ride this hot hand. I really do. I don't want the old guy on the field. I want the young guy on the field. <laughs> I'm with you. And after four weeks of being so desperate and begging for anything, there we are now, and, and it's deserving. And we'll see what happens moving forward regarding the receivers and the offense. And unfortunately, we don't have a ton of more time to get into Carson and the rest of the offense. I want your thoughts on the defense, Well, real John. quick, Ryan, yeah, i got to contradict myself. Okay. I do want Deshaun, the old guy on the field. I want the young guy, John Hightower, off the field. So okay. I'm going to pull a Doug Peterson and contradict myself. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, it, it it all applies to certain things. You know, it's not universal. <laughs> so uh, let's let's switch to the defense, John, as we have another three or four minutes before we let you go. Uh, Jim Schwartz once again getting crushed, and that's just routine <laughs> here in Philadelphia. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, and everybody. I mean, everybody from Ben himself to Doug, to Rodney McLeod, uh, to Chase Claypool, everybody explained down to the most minute detail what went on on that play. And it was Ben Roethlisberger. And at some point, I mean, I realize you're provincial, but at some point you got to look on the other side of the line of scrimmage and say, okay, that guy's pretty good. So not only, you know, the Eagles had been, when the Steelers would spread out and, and have nobody in the backfield, the Eagles would essentially be playing man-to-man. Uh, he was expecting a blitz, and all of a sudden they show uh, cover two, a cover two look, which, which ended up being quarters covered. So Ben saw it, the line of scrimmage. He adjusted. He told three different receivers what they had to do to the minute detail from a play they've never run from that formation before. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he had Juju Smith-Schuster uh, run uh, a, a, a more pronounced out route to take Rodney McLeod out to the middle of the field. Other side, he told the receivers the same thing. Uh, and then you had Claypool, uh, who you know basically is already in the Hall of Fame as a rookie, thanks to this game, uh, right in the middle of the field with Nate Gary. And it was interesting. The one guy who, who kind of figured it out was Mikel Roby Coleman, who was telling Nate Gary, you got to get some depth on, your, on, on this coverage because he's coming right down the seam. And Roddy didn't get over in time, and game over, essentially. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's like you saw on – uh, Sunday Night Football, Russell Wilson again in the last second coming back to win Seattle again. 
it's the same thing. You know, Minnesota played well. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other guy because he's just really, really good. And that's what happened in the Eagles game. Ben's just really, really good. Not a lot of quarterbacks can sit at the line of scrimmage and impart that kind of information with the play clock clicking down. There's not a lot of guys who can do that. And you're talking about Peyton Manning's, Tom Brady's. Those are the quarterbacks you're talking about. It's it's rare air. It's an elite uh, type of quarterback that are able to do those things, and Big Ben's one of them. So we're going to continue to dissect that game, that loss yesterday to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Eagles seemed like they made some progress, but progress ain't good enough in this town, uh, Mr. John McMullen. So we'll dive no, it into uh, Carson and, Wentz. And Baltimore is coming in. Oh, oh it's going to be ugly. Yeah. And the Eagles are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. That's kind of low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of it is kind of low. I wouldn't think that's that. a good team. That's yeah. a top five talented team. Yeah. It certainly is. Uh, John has his show right here on AM fourteen ninety every Saturday morning from ten a.m. to eleven a.m. John writes for phillyvoice dot com, so be sure to check out his articles there as well as Sports Illustrated at si dot com. Plenty more to get into every night right here for your football. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.